Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Quran journey where we explore and reflect on the sacred verses of Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and tadabbur. As we are not trained and qualified asatizas, we do not do our own tafsir of the verses that we have selected. Our discussions are aided by tafsir resources such as books and videos. So this week, since um, recently is um, International Women's Day, we, we just wanted to highlight a um, prominent figure in Islam. Um, I think we all know uh, Khadija bint Khwailid, uh, uh, she is the first wife of our Prophet uh, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and um, uh, a lot of us only know her um, as that, but we we don't really go into detail uh, about exactly her uh, phenomenal role and um, I, I spent like an hour listening to um, the lecture by Sheikh Omar Sulaiman about uh, Khadija and um, it was really, she's really amazing. Uh. You have you have to listen to um, his lecture about her and just to, just to quickly summarize, um, she was the daughter of a wealthy merchant and then she was later a successful businesswoman of her own right. And then um, she is uh, so wealthy that she was a nickname, um, she was nicknamed uh, the Amirat Quraysh, uh, Princess of Quraysh and Al-Tahira, the pure one, um, because she already had like um, a, a good personality and a virtuous character. And um, of course, she had an honourable descent and even way before she uh, became a Muslim, she was already like um, always feeding and uh, assisting the poor and her relatives financially and even um, yeah, lah, she's just uh, just a nice person and then after that uh, she she was married twice before and then um, her husband's so all um, she, she lost both her husbands uh, uh, during war and then uh, eventually, she met uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi because she needed someone to um, help run her business and she needed someone trustworthy. And um, because we all know that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is um, al Sadiq and Alamin, he's a trustworthy. And um, so she decided to uh, let him do the trading on her behalf. And we all know she she was the one who um, proposed the marriage to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was salam and uh, he accepted and then uh, they had most of actually um all of Rasulullah's children were from her except for one Ibrahim um and then yeah uh so what we did what we usually didn't really hear is how um when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he uh he um uh, first got the um what you call it when he first got a revelation from Jibril, uh, he ran down to her and she was his source of comfort. And um, afterwards, uh, when he was doing his um, like seclusion, she was the one who always climbed uh, the, he was always the one who climbed uh, the Jabal, um, sorry, I cannot remember, I think. Which, which mountain was it, Araf? Uh, is it the no. uh, Cape of Hira? Yeah, he came of Hira. Yeah, when okay. so when, when um Rasulullah was doing his seclusion in uh, the cave of Hira, she was the one who, who went up and down um 
to to bring food to him. So um and and that was when she was already like forty plus. So she had really great energy. And then after that, when they were um when uh Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam um publicly proclaim um Islam, uh, uh they had to face a boycott by the Quraysh and Khadija. Even though she could like stay um elsewhere safe, she decided to be with Rasulullah. Um, and she used like every last bit of her um wealth for for the Muslims to to get like sustenance for them and um yeah that's that's how she she used up all her wealth just for that so yeah anyway um one of the like my takeaways or lesson for me was like from her characteristics like she's just she's just um she's just her own woman like she doesn't need anybody and and when she got married it was because she wanted to not because she needed to and she had her own like she had her own business and everything like she didn't need to depend on anyone and if i'm not wrong from uh, from sheikh umar sulaiman's uh, lecture i think there were two men two prominent men who proposed to her and they were um uh if i'm not wrong they were those of, of those who did not um convert into uh, islam and she just rejected them, and and I thought that her positivity and the fact that she could offer comfort to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and um not like straight away uh call him ridiculous and I I thought that was something that we should uh, we as wives should emulate like we should um be supportive and be that source of comfort like like you know like a blanket over you kind of thing uh, for our husbands uh. what what about uh what about you Raf? Uh, I think what struck me the most is the fact that uh, Khadija um, was a successful businesswoman, which is, if you look at the context of uh, today's world, um, a lot of women are oppressed. Uh, you know, they, they are not allowed to, they are not allowed to, or rather, they don't enjoy um, the independence, uh, or rather, they don't, they don't enjoy some benefits that... Um, that uh, their male counterparts will enjoy, for example, um, maybe perhaps if you are looking at maybe salary, that's one of it. What uh, men uh, enjoy higher salary than women. Uh, so for the fact that even during Rasulullah's time, uh, Khadija uh, was a successful businesswoman and she's well respected. You can see that you know even in Islam, uh, women are highly regarded, and. Most of I know most times when when we hear about women going through oppression, it's really more of a cultural thing, yeah. Um, and then you know such is um, such is uh, Khadija's um, I don't know how whether I should say greatness that even um, you know her distinction that she was uh, given the salutation of peace by Jibril alaihi salam himself. Uh, so, you know, I read in this book, uh, Women, Women Around the Prophet by Khalid Muhammad Khalid, uh, stated that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam told her, Khadija, here is Jibril. He commanded me to say salam to you and to give you glad tidings of a um, house made of pearls in paradise, in which there will be no toil or hardship, uh, in which Khadija replied, Allah is the giver of salam. Peace be upon Jibril and the peace and mercy of Allah be upon you. So we so now we you know we we know from you know from the from the stories told to us about Khadija that she really is you know um 
one of the most um, wonderful, the best women um, among her time, you know, her dedication to Rasulullah, you know, she stood by him even when everyone, um, most people, the community went against him when, you know, when, um, when Islam uh, was coming to them, uh, you know, she stood by him, she believed in him. Um, yeah, she, she was really, I think, the, the support that he needed um, at that time, given the trials and tribulations uh, that he faced uh, with his uh, with his da'wah. And I think, um, you know, looking at the support that she gave him, um, it's also an inspiration for me, you know, to be, to offer the same, um, you know, to, to be, to offer my husband uh, the support, you know, that he needs um, in, you know, what, uh, whenever, because I think it's, um, it's, I, I, I guess it's, it's also quite sad to see that, you know, sometimes um, couples, uh, married couples are all about, you know, you do you, I, uh, you know, um, I do my own things. Uh, but I think when it comes to Khadija, even with her success, you know, she still uh, give him her support. Um, uh, she was the first person, you know, uh, one of the first few, few people uh, to to embrace Islam, um, and and even with her with her wealth, she is still very generous. You know when she when when she got married to uh, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, she gifted um, uh, our prophet's uh, milk mother uh, Halima um, forty sheep as a gift uh, to him for you know for providing the milk uh, to to Muhammad. So Prophet Muhammad So I think the her generosity is something uh, to be admired, um, not only to to the people you know to her family members but to children, uh, and you know to to many you know even to to everyone else. Yeah. So I think those are some of the her qualities, her traits that I you know that I really am in awe with, admire with. Um, yeah, and then one more, I, I, I also knew that, she, uh, you know, I read that she actually, um, because, you know, when Prophet Muhammad, um, you know, Rasulullah um, went back, ran back to her when he was so, um, he was, he was in fear, you know, when he had the revelation, uh, she actually um, went, uh, consulted her cousin, uh, who is a Christian monk, if I'm not wrong, um, you know, to to get some to get some source of comfort for him, and which the cousin actually uh, told her that uh, he is uh, Muhammad is actually the the final uh, prophet uh, of Allah, and then to you know he is the prophet of the nation, and for him to be steadfast. So you know she did everything to she did all sorts of things uh, in order to bring comfort to her husband that he doesn't she doesn't leave him in a lurch lah. So. That's, those are some of my takeaways from the the my the book that I've been reading on uh, the women around the prophet. Thanks, Raf. Yeah, I agree. Her generosity is like off the records. Like, forty ships. I think back then quite quite a lot, <laughs> right? Okay. What about Mita? Yes, I think Rafida said it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what inspired me was like, Karija was a successful businessman. She excelled in excelled in trade. Yet she still found the time uh, 
found the time to support her husband in Islam and also became the first woman to believe in Islam. And not only that, she also nurtured, uh, nurtured a, a family, uh, had many kids, including uh, Fatima Rad, Radiallahu Anhu, who is also one of the best women in uh, Islam. Yeah. So that's quite an amazing feat. Lah. Like, like in our case now, we keep on complaining that oh, we are working mom, we have to juggle work, have to juggle husband, have to juggle kids. But looking at uh, Khadija, I think that's what we should strive for. Lah. Yeah. To be well-rounded, holistic. Yeah. I agree. Um, but like, if people think that she can do that because she's rich and she can have helpers, I think we go back to that the fact that she was she chose to be the one climbing up the hill every single day to to send food to her husband, and not when when she could have easily gotten someone else to to do the climb for her, but she decided to do it herself. So I think, uh, like Mita says, she really did it all. It's really something that we uh, should look up to and try to emulate if possible. Yeah, I think apart from that, um, one of her, what another um, another trait of hers that is really amazing is her her patience. Um, even even you know in during a very difficult uh even when difficult tests were were thrown at her she was still very calm um she never uh, she never wavered in her belief um she went through terrible hardship uh the more hardship she faced um the more patience uh, the more patient she became um she you know when when i read the book you know she she clung to uh, Allah's statement you know um alif lam mim do people think they, they will be left alone after saying we believe without being put to the test she really had had faith in Allah she you know um, i would say total surrender to him um knowing knowing that Allah will will always um be there uh, will always you know that Allah will help her you know even with, with all these tests she was really a true true believer of Islam. Oh yeah, okay. And it also struck me that she's very much um like she's very down to earth. Like I I I did mention earlier that she was nicknamed the the Amirat Quraysh, right? She's the princess of Quraysh, which simply means that her wealth was like wow, abundant, plentiful, and yet she had no problem just getting rid of it all. Not getting rid of what lah, but but uh, like she had no problems. Uh, I mean, she was probably among the elites, like to be called. Amirat Quraysh, like she's probably among the elite, and to lose all that, um, and you know, like you suddenly at the other side, which is um getting boycotted by the Quraysh because of um because of Islam, and then um being okay with that, and and it was it was so bad to a point that she she gave up all her wealth to to share with the Muslims to a point that she was eating grass, so. Yeah, I I I felt that was also quite notable. Like she was very um, let's say like low key. She's not stingy. She's like roughly generous, and she shares every single last bit of her wealth with, and she's not afraid to lose whatever status that she had previously for the sake of Allah and Islam. So yeah, it's quite commendable. So so that will end our short um, 
podcast just to highlight um how they jump into Poilet Radio Mahuan Hu um, and her amazing uh, characteristics and traits just in time for um, International Women's Day um, if you are looking for uh, an Islamic figure to look up to to read more about her or listen to her um, lecture by Sheikh Omar Suleiman on YouTube. If you like our content, we are available on Spotify um, as well as Instagram, the same handle, our Quran journey, where we post our mini book reviews and um, Quran journaling. Thank you. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.